hi, and welcome back to Bird is the Word podcast. I hope y'all enjoyed that new little jam that I put in front of this episode because we're just switching it up. We're having a good time. How's everybody doing? I hope that you guys are doing well. It is Monday. Um, I'm still on holiday. I am off until Wednesday, which is wonderful. So Friday was my last day for the weekend, and then here we are. I'm off until Wednesday, so that's awesome for me. Um, hopefully everybody's off tomorrow, 4th of July, so that you get to spend time with your families. Because um, you know family is everything. Family comes first. Let's reference back to our story about Ruth, how we feel about family, right? <laughs> so yeah, hopefully I sound a lot better because I finally got um, headphones so that I can actually hear how I sound on this mic. I know, shocker, right? <laughs> like finally we're getting it together. I think I'm even going to like redo my intro episode because the audio on that is so terrible and again I'm new to this I didn't think it was going to be an ordeal I didn't think it was going to be what it is so I'm just trying to step it up a notch and be better quality so I got headphones now so I can actually control the mic and the volume so I can hear how I sound to you guys um so I think this is perfect um I'm not screaming and if I laugh hopefully it's not too loud but see when I backed up like that yeah no I need to stay right here see we're you know I trust you guys I'm comfortable with y'all I don't feel the pressure to be perfect so thank you guys for that thank y'all for being so open with me and understanding um and again thank you so much for being here I appreciate it I hope that um the Lord has led you here to hear a message and I hope that you receive it um All of the stories in the Bible have such different messages and more than one. So, you know, it's important that we, um, you know, kind of try to interpret that in our own mind and try to incorporate it in our own life. And it's easier said than done. Don't get it twisted. But yeah, I have a really good story that I'm going to tell you guys today. I wish I could see my hands, what I just did. I I had my hands in a fist and I was kind of like fist pumping to the air because I'm so excited to tell this story. Um, we are going to talk about somebody in the Bible that is a little bit difficult to understand. Um, and I feel like we all resonate with that. So let's get into it again. Be sure to follow me on Bird is the Word podcast on Instagram for all the updates, all the tea. We're spilling tea from the Bible, all the things. Um, And feel free to send me a message on there. Um, Also, if you like this podcast, um, go ahead and give it a follow for me on either Apple or Spotify, whatever you're listening on, and leave me a review. I'd love to hear some feedback on the actual, like, app. Um, That would be cool. Feel free to be honest, too. I won't take offense to it. Um, Okay, so let's get into it. Um, We are going to be talking about Samson today, and you may or may not know his story. I posted this on uh, Bird is the Word podcast Instagram story the other day. I really didn't even know Samson was in the Bible. So when I read this, I was a little confused. I had to read it a few times because the Bible is difficult to read for me, at least. I don't know. I might just be speaking for myself. Hold on. Let me take a sip of my shake. This is very unprofessional, but I feel like we're just hanging out. It's not that big of a deal. Okay. So very difficult man to understand, but I have painted this image of him in my head and I challenge you to paint yourself an image of Samson in your head and 
Picture him as that, as I'm talking to you, okay? So there's going to be two parts to Samson's story, maybe three. This is going to just be the first part, and it's kind of long, so I apologize in advance. Um, but in the beginning, so we are reading from the book of Judges. Um, this is chapters 13 through 15. So this is the portion of the Bible that if you want to go back and read and maybe do your own interpretation of the story, feel free to do that. Um, so yeah. Uh, we hear in the beginning of Samson's story, we hear about the Israelites being rebellious. Um, again, back to those Israelites. This goes on for some time. And again, we're going to discuss this more in depth at some point. Um, but, you know, in the beginning of Samson's story, we see the Israelites being rebellious and the Lord was angry. Um, so they were at war with the Philistines. Um, and this went on again for some time, them being at war with the Philistines. And the Philistines were, it was beef. I mean, they were... A different breed of people they worshiped a different god they were very vile it was very violent and they were very powerful so um the israelites was going through it again and god was angry god was punishing them i guess i don't know i don't like using the term god punished but we're just gonna go with that and move on um so we hear about uh this man named manoah he is of the land of zora um and his wife who was barren we don't get a name for his wife don't really like that, but whatever. Um, so she was barren, much like a lot of these women we've talked about in the Bible. She could not have babies. And the angel of the Lord comes to her and tells her that she's currently pregnant with a son. And tells her that no razor should touch his head because he will be a Nazarite and he will be dedicated to God from the womb. So please keep that in mind. No razor should touch his head. This is like a way of her obeying the Lord and making a covenant with him for giving her this child. Um, so the angel of the Lord said, this is what God wants. Um, this is one of God's commands. Um, we learn that um, the angel of the Lord tells her that he will eventually lead the Israelites from the Philistines. So the Israelites are suffering currently. This boy that is going to be born is getting ready to be prepared to lead them out from the Philistines. Um, and this alone, like we're not even deep in this story, but this alone is a good testimony of God's timing. God's timing is God's timing. We never know what he has brewing for us. I mean, you know, we're always wondering why God's blessings take long or we feel like they're super late. or We never know. We just never know what God is working on. Um, and so this is like, okay, the Israelites are suffering, but like God has a plan and he is preparing this boy to be able to lead them one day. And so you never know who God is preparing for you in your life. And that is just a message alone from <laughs> not even five minutes into the story. Um, so, you know, the, the wife goes and she tells her husband Manoah, you know, that um, what the angel said. And um, Manoah prays out to God and he asks the Lord to help him to send the angel back. He's like, I need to talk to this angel. I, I got questions. <laughs> so he's like, hey, please send this angel back. I got stuff. I got stuff to ask. You know, he's probably freaking out. He's like, oh, my God. Um, you know, God wants this child. What? I have questions. So do I, Manoa. I got questions. Um, so God sends the angel again to the woman, um, but her husband isn't with her. So she goes and gets him. She's like, boy, he's here. Get outside. So, um, you know, Manoa comes out. He asks the angel, what is to be the rule that governs this boy's life and work? Which is a sign of commitment and respect for God's wishes from Manoah, which we can already tell from here that he is 
you know, a follower of God. He is a worshiper of God. He's a firm believer of God. And he is willing to do what he needs to do to bring this boy to the Lord. So the angel of the Lord told them that his wife is just to do everything that the Lord has commanded her to do. So he's like, look, I already, we done told her what to do. She needed to just do that and get it done. Do what God says, live a happy life. Everything's good and great, right? Um, so she gives birth to the boy and she names him Samson. I don't know about y'all, but I like that name. It's so cute. Top runner for a son, for sure. Um, so then from there, we skip over to Samson's adult life. I mean, who has time for childhood, right? Whatever. <laughs> um, so Samson chooses a Philistine woman as his wife. Um, his parents do not approve because she's Philistine. And again, so we get here that Samson is definitely of the you know, Israelites. Um, and so they don't approve that he chooses a Philistine as his wife. So he goes to this town called Timna um, to, you know, make the woman his wife. And again, different times, I guess he just chose this woman and is like, look, I pick her, bring her over here. And again, different times, Old Testament, you know, marriage and choosing a woman was not what it is today. Obviously, you cannot just do that. But I always find it very interesting and it catches me off guard when they're just like, oh yeah, he chose this woman as wife and he's like, okay, bye. And I'm like, is that how it worked? How was this woman feeling? <laughs> but I guess that's, you know, whatever. Um, again, different times, Old Testament, keep that in mind. We're going to say that while we're in the Old Testament for the next 10 years, right? <laughs> um, anyways, so, um, you know, as he's on his way to get the woman, he was approached by a lion that was like apparently roaring at him, trying to attack him. Um, and we get the first sense of Samson's strength because it says in the Bible that the spirit of the Lord gave him strength to literally tear this lion apart with his bare hands. I'm picturing the Hulk, period, done. Like I'm picturing big arms. I don't know why, but that's the image I've painted in my head. I just feel like Samson's got some big old arms. And I'm picturing him like just grabbing a lion by his jaw and just splitting him. I don't know. That's just what I'm picturing. Again, so I want you to paint a picture of Samson in your own mind. Because this is the first introduction we get of Samson's strength. Um, so, you know, the spirit of the Lord gave him the strength to literally tear this lion apart. Um, he didn't tell anybody that this happened. He just kind of, you know, keeps it moving. He's like, you know what? I don't know what that was. God is good. God is great. We kill the lion. We're moving forward. <laughs> So, you know, he goes, mets the, you know, met. He goes and meets the Philistine woman. He likes her, goes back and marries her. Um, and while he's on his way to marry her, he sees a lion carcass and a swarm of bees with honey inside it. Sounds disgusting. I really don't know what the significance is in that. If you are a Bible scholar and you're listening to this, first of all, I apologize. <laughs> if you're a Bible scholar listening to this, I'm embarrassed. Anyways, I, I do have a question. I, I do want to know what the significance of the lion with a lion carcass and honey being inside it. So if you have the answer to that, message me. Let me know because I got questions. Um, so he scoops out the honey with his hands and then eats some. He goes back to his parents because I'm assuming his parents were there for the wedding or for him to get married. He gives them some honey and the Bible is very adamant on mentioning. He does not tell them where the honey came from, which to me... It implies that this is considered something bad. I, you know, again, this honey maybe belonged to somebody else. Maybe he was stealing. I really don't know what to make of that. 
but I'm gonna go with the fact that it probably was wrong what he did it probably belonged to somebody else and he just kind of took it without permission was like hey yum giving some to my parents bye um so we can already tell what kind of person samson is he was guided by what he desired with his eyes i mean he chose the wife just by what he saw here he is just making these decisions hey i want this honey i'm gonna take it so we can already see um you know that he was guided by what he desired with his eyes. Much like a lot of us. It's human nature to do, you know, we see something we like. It's pretty and shiny. Ooh, I want that. I don't know about y'all, but like anything glittery, I'm there. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sold. I want it. Grab it. It's going in the cart. We're good. Sequence, sold. <laughs> so I'm just picturing Samson as being like, I want that. I shall have that. That can be a good thing and that can be a very bad thing to an extent, right? Um, so then he holds this feast after his parents met his new wife. Um, we don't get this wife's name, so that's interesting. Um, so he tells, you know, he's at the feast with all these men, um, and his family, and he tells the men a riddle. And the riddle, he tells them, if you can give me the answer to this riddle within seven days, I will give you 30 linen garments. And y'all hear that? That's just crazy to me. Sorry, there's construction going on. Um, so he says, I will give you 30 linen garments and 30 sets of clothes. Um, and if you can't tell me the answer, then you have to give me 30 linen garments and 30 sets of clothes. So again, kind of like making a deal, kind of messing with them. It's very weird to me. I'm just like, this is very random. Um, so the riddle is, out of the eater, something to eat. Out of the strong, something sweet. So this takes me back to the honey and the lion thing. And to me, this is like his way of saying what he did without saying it. And I don't like that because I feel like he's just kind of like, ha ha ha, I got away with this. I did this and joking about it. And I don't like that. But like, I can't say that I haven't felt that way, <laughs> you know, doing something wrong. You know what I mean? Even, especially as a child or a teenager, it feels good to do things that are wrong and to get away with it. You know what I mean? Don't act like you don't know what I mean. <laughs> because I know you do um so that's kind of like what I get from this um which is very weird and, and again these are ways of us getting to really know what kind of person Samson is to me it's kind of malicious to me it's kind of foul um so again moving on so three days pass and no one could give the answer on on the fourth day um some of these men told Samson's wife that, wife that she needed to trick her husband into explaining the riddle. And they threatened her and they said, if you don't get us the answer to this riddle, um, we're going to burn your daddy's house down. What? Why? Oh my God, that is foul. That is so bad. So she goes and she, you know, she's not a real one because she goes and tries to manipulate Samson into explaining the riddle. She tells him this sad story about how she really wants to know the riddle and you, I'm your wife. How do you not love me? All these things. You know how we do when we trying to get what we want from our man. Don't play. Do not play. But at the same time, I would never betray my husband like this. This is this is foul. I would have literally been like, look, daddy, you're strong. <laughs> these men threaten me. You need to go handle it. Like, I mean, why not? Why not be real with your husband? Why? I would have been like, they threatened me. They want the answer to this riddle. You need to handle this. This is your thing. You're the one that gave out this riddle. I'm done. Like, I'm tapping out. My daddy needs to be safe. You are not getting my daddy involved in this. And I'm going to go stay at his house and make sure he doesn't get burned down. <laughs> so, Samson says no. 
um, and does not give her the answer to the riddle. On the seventh day, he ends up telling her the answer, and she goes to tell them. And then the men go back to Samson, and they tell them the answer to the riddle. And the answer is, what is sweeter than honey? What is stronger than a lion? So, very weird. Again, it's a, it's a way of him kind of like teasing and taunting what he did without actually saying what he did. Just kind of getting a sense of what kind of person he is. Um, so Samson knows, obviously, that his wife told him the answer. Because the same day that he tells his wife, they come and know the answer. And he gets really angry that she betrayed him. And um, he sends her away. I don't know what that means. But the Bible just says he gets angry and sends her away. He's like, bye, dismiss. It doesn't say that they get divorced. It doesn't say anything about that. I don't know if divorce was a thing in the Bible because you don't hear about that, which... Wow, that says a lot. Anyways, um, so later on, we skip over to later on, and I'm literally just going in the direction of the story, so we just, it moves on to later on. I guess the writers were like, all the rest is not important. So later on, Samson goes to visit his wife, um, and his father wouldn't let him go in because he thought that Samson hated her, and he was like, hold up, son. I already gave her away to another Philistine, like, you're done you done gave her away we ain't doing this Samson was pissed he was angry that she was with a Philistine Um, but remember she was a Philistine woman Samson was not so he was pissed he was like oh my god I am done he becomes very revengeful and he starts messing with the Philistines killing them hurting them doing these miraculous harmful things to them with his bare hands abusing the strength that the Lord has given him You can't tell me that we have not all done that. Not in a physical way like that, but God blesses us and gives us things and we abuse them, just like Samson. I know there are a lot of famous people that do that, right? I mean, you know, these famous rich people are like super blessed and super wealthy and they abuse that. Not even just that. I'm just giving you an example, but we do that. We are all like Samson in some one way or another. He is only human. So, you know, he ends up going to hide in the cave of Edom because the Philistines are like on to him. They're like, nah, you can't, you know, they start talking about this big, strong, powerful man. Like he's out here hurting people. He's out here killing people. We got to get him. So he goes to hide in the cave of Edom. Uh, the Philistines, they end up going to the people of Judah um, and they're like, hey, look, we need help. We This man is powerful. This man is crazy. We got to take him as prisoner. We need help. So, you know, they go get the people of Judah um, and they go collect Samson from the um, cave and Samson tells them when they come to him he's like I don't know why y'all mad at me I'm just doing what y'all did to me you know y'all took my wife and so I'm just repaying that back to y'all like basically like I'm doing what was done to me Um, and so they end up tying him up and they hand him over to the Philistines and when the Philistines get to him The spirit of the Lord comes upon him again and he was able to break out of the ropes that they had him tied up with miraculously. Literally, the Bible says he just breaks free of the ropes. I don't know what kind of ropes these were, but if he was a big, strong man, I'm imagining they wasn't some little tiny strings. They had to have been some big, strong ropes. I mean, the Bible makes it sound like this was a miraculous thing. Um, So... He ends up killing all of them, everybody that had him captive. He ends up killing them all using a jawbone of a donkey. Now, I don't know if he sliced them all with this jawbone. I really, it doesn't say. It just says that he kills them with a jawbone of a donkey. 
I don't know how strong a jawbone is of a donkey, but I'm just maybe thinking he stabbed them. I don't know. It sounds awful. Maybe he beat them up with it. Again, God was with this man, so he was very powerful. He was very strong. Um, so we also see this scene when he finishes and he kills them. He was thirsty and he cries out to the Lord. He's like, I just broke free, God. Are you really going to make me die of thirst after this? You're really going to just let me go out this way of everything I've been through. And God provides him with water and he is revived. So we are seeing a man that is very vengeful. He is very tempered. We see God doing powerful things through a man that you would never expect favor from. And he was very troubled, but the Lord had plans for him. It's like... He was favored by God, even though he was very much tempered. And it's like we can relate to Samson in treating people the way they treated us. Because let me tell you, to this day, it is so hard for me to do right by people that have wronged me. Um, And so we get a human being. Um, And this story just, it really stood out to me because I'm like, oh my God, in my mind, I'm like, why did God like him? (laughs) Because I'm not a fan. You know, and that's me. Listen to that. Like, that is very judgmental for me to think. But I'm just being 100 with y'all. That's literally what I thought. I was like, why does God like him? He sounds awful. He's tempered. He's arrogant. He is very vengeful. He's violent. And God still gave him the power to be strong. Why? Um, You know, so the, the way that he acted was not going well for him. I mean, it almost got him killed. They had him tied up. They were going to kill him. God gave him the strength to break free. What would have happened if, you know, he would have chosen a different route and not been tempered? You know, what if he was a different, had a different personality than what he has in this story, in his actual life? The Lord still would have had a plan for him. And the plan for him would have still went the way the Lord intended for it. It just would have went a different way. Um, And so it just kind of, it's another testimony that even though we make our own choices and like we take a different route, God's going to get us to the goal he has for us. So we cannot say that God made Samson this, the person that he was. I highly doubt that God intended for him to be this way, but we are humans. We do as we please. We don't always listen to God. And Samson definitely is we are just like him because he was just being human. He's like, I want what I want. I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to be how I am, period. And we are like that. It's it's another testimony of human nature. And you get a sense of like how real these people were in the Bible because people think that the Bible, the stories in the Bible are just perfect this. Everything's about, you know, God's goodness and God did this. You know, everyone was happy. No, ma'am, baby, absolutely not. And that is like so big for me. It's powerful because you get a sense of humanity and it's just, it makes the Bible more real. And like Samson for me is real. Like this is a very, you know, some of us got some Samson personality traits. Let's not get it twisted, but it doesn't make God love us any less. And, you know, Samson was still favored by the Lord. I don't know if he asked God for forgiveness. It doesn't say that he did. He probably didn't. I really don't know. Um, But he cried out to the Lord. He prayed to the Lord and he asked him for water. So he knew who was really, really pulling the strings at the end of the day. 
Um, and he put his faith and his trust in God no matter what. Um, and so, you know, our sins and our decisions are part of who we are. And we are loved by God and we are protected by God no matter what. Just like Samson. You know, I'm pretty sure God was looking up there, rolling his eyes at Samson. I'm just picturing him like, oh my God, here he goes again. He's acting up. Why did I create this man? <laughs> you know, and it's just like, he was just a human being. And, you know, God knew the way he made him. God made him perfect just the way he was. You know, again, I don't think he meant for him to be tempered like that. But things happen in your life. Things happen in our lives that, you know, make us make the decisions that we make. They enable us and they kind of force us to to choose who we are. Um, and we have to be strong. We have to be against those odds we have to be against the negative feelings that we feel you know when things happen to us and it's just so hard I I feel Samson on that like it's hard to do right by people that do you wrong you know but look at how that ended for him he almost got killed he got captured and you know God came through for him God's probably like look boy that's the last time <laughs> I mean the Bible doesn't say that but I'm just like thinking like what I want to know what God's thoughts were like about Samson. Like, boy, you was dedicated to me and you acting like this. But look, it's another, you know, testimony of like this man was dedicated to the Lord and even he was flawed. Even the most, you know, quote unquote, perfect Christians or, you know, you, the most godly people are flawed. We're not all perfect, but in the eyes of the Lord, we are. And as long as we have him in our life, we will end up on the right road and we won't end up in turmoil. And um, I, I really want to practice what I preach and like live that way, you know, but it's hard. It's, it's really hard. So, you know, Samson was just human. He, he didn't, I don't know if he had somebody doing a podcast to tell him, you know, what he needed to do or what he should do. I don't know. You know, I don't know that he was going to church or the tabernacle to hear God's word, but seeing him reach out to God, asking him for water, lets us know that he did confide in the Lord. Even though he was taking matters into his own hands and probably shouldn't have, he he still did have a good relationship with God. And he knew that his power was from the Holy Spirit. He knew he was a dedicated man of God. Um, he just, you know, went his own route. And we go our own routes. You know, we make our own decisions but at the end of the day God has us God is pulling the strings and God is going to get us to the goal that he has for us um you know to the life of abundance that he has in store for all of us we just have to seek him plain and simple doesn't matter if you spit out a thousand curse words a day as long as you seek him at the end of the night or in the morning and you praise him and you thank him and you ask him you know for what you need you're going to be okay. Samson was okay. You know what I mean? God came through for him. He's like, man, I'm always trying to get this man out of something, right? <laughs> um, but I think the story of Samson is just a story of a flawed human being, a flawed man of God. And all of these men of God were flawed. I mean, a lot of the men, except for Joseph, because we know daddy was perfect. Just kidding. I shouldn't call him daddy. I play too much. <laughs> but we know, I'm not saying he was perfect. But most of these men that I've talked about so far were, were flawed. I think Samson's story is just like really like intensely violent and, you know, really abusing God's power. So, um, you know, I think that it's just a perfect testimony of humanity and how flawed that we really are. So, um, yeah, that's it for Samson part one. Now, we are going to do part two tomorrow and it gets a little bit more intense. Um, part two um, goes 
a little bit more in depth, you know, about Samson. And, you know, side note, going back to the wife betraying him, I'm mad at her for that, you know, because if that wouldn't have happened, you know, Samson wouldn't have started being all violent, you know, and I'm mad at her for that. But whatever. Again, he he made his own decisions. God got him to where he needed to be. And when you hear part two, you're going to be shook, like very shook because the ending of Samson's story, I'm just kind of like, oh, wow, wow. <laughs> and you're going to be like, wow. So yes, stay tuned for that tomorrow. Um, I hope you guys love that. Um, I hope y'all have a great day, a great Monday. Thank y'all so much for listening. This one was kind of long, but Samson is just, man, I don't know about him. What are your thoughts? What picture did you paint of Samson in your mind? I don't know. I want to know. I want to know how everybody's picturing him. (laughs) Send me a message on Instagram, please. I want to know. But yes, y'all have a good day and I will see you guys tomorrow. Bye.